Jeanne has delivered a cup of water to me. I desperately love a glass of wine as well, but I have to be clear-headed for this performance. Women are taking their seats in the salon, and I hear them whispering to one another, asking about the statue in the centre of the room. The only men here tonight are Edouard and Bowtie. I invited them both. I have everything I need, I tell her. I tightened a pair of gold vanke on my upper arms and slip heavy red bangles over my wrists. Both the vanke and the bangles are adorned with snakes, and I admire the gleam of their ruby eyes. I shake the bells on my anklets to be certain they are untangled and will sing while I dance. I touch the triangle between my breasts and feel the silver amulet that Mahadevi gave me one afternoon as we sat in her parlour in Java, sipping rum from frosted glasses. It is the only piece of jewellery I wasn't able to pawn after I arrived in Paris, and I am glad I still possess it. Shaped like an eye, it is meant to ward off evil. Rudolph believed it was a sign of witchcraft. I have everything I need, I repeat. I wish Jeanne would take this cue and leave, but she lingers. Now she is glancing at the amulet. Were you born in India? she asks. Is that the truth? I'm tempted to say no. We're so very similar, Jeanne and I. She wasn't born into luxury and wealth. She was born Marie-Anne de Tourbet. Bowtie told me she earned her title on her back, but I tell her what Edouard would want me to say, especially before this performance. Yes. The Gamelan orchestra she's hired begins to play the piece I call Seduction. It's time, I tell her. Good luck. She kisses both of my cheeks. Her hand lingers on mine. You're quite the mystery, Matahari. And I can see this excites her. She leaves and I allow myself a quick memory. I'm learning to imitate Mahadevi's hands. We're moving our hips together slowly and hypnotically, our arms raised. Did you know, she asks me, that my mother was Buddhist and my father was Hindu. It was a forbidden love. She sighs. It should have stayed forbidden. Then she stops our lesson abruptly and says, You must dance in public with me. She reaches out and touches my hair. In yellow, you would be a goddess, she says. I'm shocked. I've discovered that she is twenty-nine and has entertained many men, she understands men the way they think. She is more than a dancer. This was why she owns such nice things, yet has no husband. I envy her. I want to be able to look at men and say, He wants me for a week, no more, no less. I think about what it would be like to buy anything I want. I compare my life to Mehadevi's and decide I want that kind of freedom, even if it comes at the price of men who only stay for a week. I accept her invitation, although I know there will be consequences. My error is in believing I will be the one to suffer them. The night that I dance with Mehadevi, two hundred people sit in Rudolf's garden, dressed in chiffon and gold, laughing with one another. The women wear silk and pearls. The men look dashing in their uniforms and brass. When Mehadevi and I finish our performance, the wives of my husband's subordinates not knowing whether to be awestruck, scandalised, or both, finally stand and applaud. Their husband's admiration follows, and I bathe in their sun as Mehadevi kisses me on the lips, her taste like saffron, 
our sarong-clad bodies melt together like molasses in the warm island moonlight. I look at myself in the mirror. What is the difference between those men in Java and these women in Jeanne's salon? None, I whisper. They both crave a spectacle. In a small room outside the salon, my eight dancers are listening for their cue. Ishan is with me backstage, minding the snake. The guests are all seated, and now the first of the eight doomed to fail the god, Karma, enters the salon. Through a small opening in the curtain, I watch her dance. She is faithful to everything we've rehearsed. She finds her place, and the next dancer begins. She too positions herself around the god of desire. There is absolute silence in the room. As the next girl appears, Ishan drapes the python like a stole across my shoulders, its diamond-shaped head resting between my breasts.